Hello again, followers, listeners, and viewers. With you as always, I'm Top Toes. And I'm Annie, and you're listening and watching the Oh Those Toes podcast. And this is actually the second half of last week's interview with L, the tiniest tippy taps. Uh, we had a, such a great time interviewing her <laughs> that uh, we just went way over format and uh, we decided to cut it in half. So if you didn't catch last week's episode 213, you probably want to go back and listen to that one first, because this one will pick up pretty much where we left off. Right where we left off. Yeah. I mean, we were having so much fun with her. It wasn't even a show anymore. It was just, you know, some friends chatting about all kinds of shit. It was fantastic. She's amazing. So, without much further, let's <laughs> cut right back to our interview and conversation with the amazing Elle. So, how long has it been since you started into this world, so to speak? Gotcha. Um, let's see. Officially, I started my Instagram page, I think, January 30th of last year, so 2020. So it's just been over 12 months. Um, I was really, really quiet about my 12-month anniversary and about, you know, hell, I kind of I kind of missed a whole bunch of major events like, you know, Christmas, birthday, 12-year, you know, first birthday, my actual birthday. So I've, I've kind of been a bit quiet this year. But, yeah, it's just kind of been a slow roll into, you know, getting the hang of things and, and you know, learning about other <laughs> platforms expanding. So It's like, only been a year? It seems like you're... I mean, you're such a natural, like you would have been doing this for much longer than that. Hey, darling, you make me blush. <laughs> she, she only just finished her rookie season. You want, you want yeah. me to take the other one off? I'll take the other one off. No. <laughs> so that see how I do that? that? You see how I do that? No, I'm yeah, I was like, holy shit, now he's a natural. <laughs> that basically like, means, <laughs> excuse me, basically means, L that I met you on like, Instagram day four for you. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, probably. Oh, you know when I met you, it was for the nuns event. Um, because a certain model was like, go and go and meet this dude, um, because he's running this, and you know, get involved in the event, blah 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 blah. And I took a bunch of pics. Um, and then I remember. I was like, oh, cool. You want some other pics? Okay. And I sent you a whole bunch of ones in like, you know, heels and bare feet. And you're like, no, dude, I'm, I'm a nylons page. I'm like, okay, have some more bare feet pics. And you're like, bro, <laughs> bro, please. And I'm like, come on, do it. And you're like, I will hit you with my rules. And I'm like, there are rules. And I was like, oh <laughs> shit, there are rules. So <laughs> you like, you would you control freak <laughs> he fucking was and he was so Wait, lovely about it Eddie, you're and calling was, me the control freak you wrote the yeah. rules for me <laughs> uh, actually both of you have written um psas for me to publish <laughs> that's right well yeah i mean <laughs> I'm fiercely I'm I'm so loyal like I'm fiercely like protective of the people that I care about yeah that's like, like so you might not be angry for yourself but I'm like fuck these bitches like <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's it and because let's face it you know the industry that we work in with this it is so exploitative in and it you know a lot of it is you know people taking advantage of other people under the guise of <laughs> oh, but it's sex and sex is free or, oh, but it's this and this is free. And it's like, well, not when you're, you know, engaging in a service for it or engaging in a worker for it, you know? And so I, I think it's really important to have that network of people that back you up and that, you know, not just any person, but ones that you click with and ones that you trust so they can help you grow, you know, because a lot of the things that we don't actually talk about in the industry is boundaries, um, you know, and I think, I think when you have a, a healthy sense of who you are and what you're doing, you know, you need to work with boundaries. Otherwise, it's literally impossible to do your job without having a breakdown or, you know, some kind of existential crisis where you become a shell of a person because it's easy to please, you know, everyone all the time, but then eventually it takes its toll. So you need to right. figure and out. 
where yeah. the line is. Yeah. That's, that's when because, we end up, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, I think we're about to say the same thing. Um, when we were on uh, Stripped with Sia, she invited her audience to ask us questions that she obviously read to us. And it was interesting because they were some of them were very pointed that they her audience knew who we were specifically. And one of the things that her audience wanted to know was those kind of shutdowns, those. And I don't think that people understand that sex workers, which we all are, um, and especially we're pretty much in the visual media. You know, we're, we're not we're hands off sex workers. Right. Yeah. Um, that there's actually a ton of stress in our profession. You know, people think, oh, you're just shooting pictures of your feet. Why why would that be stressful at all? And they don't see the backside of it. Yeah, and it's funny because before you actually get into it, you're like, what's so hard about taking photos of feet? And next minute you've got to like, you know, you're like exfoliating your soles, you're getting a pedicure, you're getting the lighting right, you're getting the angles, and then you add on a brief from a client, and then you've got to edit it, and then you've got to check it, and then they're not happy, and then you've got to redo it, and then you've got to like upload, and then you've got to like so essentially you are running your own business and you are your own accountant, producer, manager, you're your own, you know, marketing guru, you're your own right. editor, your own it's literally running your own company. And then you get some asshole who's like, it's just a photo of your feet, and you're like, Can't I will throat punch you? Like, like Right. And then and then the, the difference is to than a regular business is I mean, part of customer service, you know, is and I hate to put it that way but you know you have to engage with all of these people and you know half of these people more than half are bullshit they're just trying to sex chat with you they're trying to get you to say that one phrase that's going to get them off and top toes is you know obviously male and uh he runs a bunch of he posts a bunch of different models but he still on a daily basis has morons reaching yeah. out to him about how gorgeous he is and can he help them get off you know it's like yeah. uh yeah okay <laughs> so yeah. It, all of that um you know it, it it really adds up and then and then you have to when you set when you do set your boundaries you get acu- you get accused of being unprofessional of being ugly of being a bitch of being stuck oh, up god. oh god i see that so, so often it's just you know, right. you just oh, money. I, you just, you know, right. Yeah, you gold digger, who, you greedy yeah. bitch. And yeah. these are people who reach out to you because in the end they want to masturbate to you. And yes. then as soon as they don't get their way because you've set some realistic boundaries that they're trying to cross, their immediate response is to call you ugly. And it's like, dude, yeah. scroll up because you've been jerking off to me. Or <laughs> <laughs> To, yeah. in my case to the person you thought was me or right. yeah. we'll say to the to the woman yeah. who I was going to shoot well know? I <laughs> so I get well I got like three or four messages in a row uh, from different accounts where they kind of wanted you know kind of the same thing and then I would say no and then they would go like well fuck you you fucking ugly fat pig you yeah. you fat ugly cow you fat hog but it was kind of all the same thing. And I suspect that it was the same person creating mm-hmm. multiple accounts just to harass me since I had been blocking them. And during one of those times, I was like, okay, that's great. Like we're all entitled to our own, own opinions. And if you came into it thinking that I was a fat, ugly hog, and that was your opinion, you know, that's okay. I'm not everybody's cup of tea and that's okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Except bitch you're offering to pay me to see me and meet me and so I'm like okay all of a sudden because I said no I'm a fat ugly bitch so why are you trying to fuck swine is what I said right like why are you into are you into bestiality like why are you trying to fuck a pig then bitch get off my page like you know what I look like you know what you know why are you and it's just and and you know when I say that story it's kind of funny and we can all laugh it off it's not a big deal except that it's now it's it's concentrated. I mean, it's so many messages like that. So it's not just yeah. one out of ten thousand. It's hundreds and hundreds of messages like that, and it takes a toll on you. I yes. have really thick skin. I do. I I know my value. I know my self worth. I outside of my online life, I live a very full life. I'm happy. I'm content. 
I don't have any major issues. I'm, you know, I'm solid. And, and even these, and, and even me, I get sick and tired of dealing with these things. I can't imagine that young, insecure person who's not completely found herself yet. I can't imagine how difficult it is for those more sensitive people. Yeah. You know, yeah. and so, yeah, so we need breaks. And I encourage everybody, like, look, if this is getting to be too much for you, um, if you're being consumed by it and you're stressing it, it then, then yes. it's, it's not fun anymore. You need to take a break. You'd, and I always tell people, you don't have to make this crazy big announcement, which we all see occasionally, right? I'm leaving Instagram <laughs> forever. And you will never see me again. Right? Like, like, you will. Where the fuck you at? Like, uh, I'm right. around. I was just, I was just taking a hiatus <laughs> that I didn't know I was taking. Soul healthy. My bad. Right. Kisses. Yeah. Yeah. So I encourage everybody, like, uh, you know, take breaks when you need to, you don't have to do anything that you don't want to do, do only what you're comfortable with. And if it starts to stress you out, then take a break. And yeah. I think for top toes, and I fucking hate speaking for top toes, but I always do for top toes. I think <laughs> that, um, <laughs> you know, he's changed what his page, the direction of his page. So it's more his photography and the podcast, which are things that make him happy. Yes. Right. So that's mm-hmm. why, you know, and uh, you know, for me, it's, I'm just staying away from Instagram because it's so stressful. Like every single post that we make, we have to think, is this the one that's going to get me deleted? You go through right? that is, this the one, is this the one that's going to make me like lose my account? And it's not that Instagram is such a big deal, a part of my life that I can't live without it. It's just that that's when we say this all the time, that's home that's where we got started. That's where we connect with a lot of people that we don't have access to in real life. Mm -hmm. Uh, So then, you know, starting over all that hard work, all of those, you know, all those posts, all that. uh, Yeah. It gets, yeah, it gets stressful, which is why I went over to OnlyFans as well. Mm -hmm. I tell you what, it happened to me the other night and I know that you've been through it anywhere you know, when I found out that you'd been deleted and I was like, oh shit, you know, let me, let me shout you out and give you a leg up. Cause you know, you're, you're a genuinely lovely human. And I'm like, fuck yeah, I, I want to help you get back there in any way I can. But it's like, I didn't understand what you went through until it happened to me the other night when all of a sudden Instagram's like, shit's gone down. Your account might be deleted. If you don't do this by this time, it's all fucked for you and blah, 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 blah. blah. And I'm like, fuck, fuck, fuck. And all of a sudden, like your life flashes before your eyes. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I'm not even shitting you right because you spend all the time Instagram. I don't need Instagram. It's so shallow. Fuck Instagram. Yeah. Oh and, I'm gonna take it away from me. Like, no, no, I know. Right. People. And then I, I went I into a panic. Like, yeah, I'm top suddenly, totally. I'm in a panic, and I'm like. <laughs> I know Elle sent an email to the other account. Can you get me her email address? I'm sending you emails. I'm sending you messages <laughs> on your backup page. Thank you uh, so like, much. And then, and then you're there like, what about all the people that I've actually made connections with? And it's, it's almost like I kind of, it was like one time, basically, I had a really, really good relationship with my barista, right? And I changed jobs. And then I didn't, I had to get a new barista. And I'm just like, I fucking want my old barista, but it's not that kind of relationship that you can have in everyday life where you text and be like, hey, I want to come out. But you have these really in-depth conversations while you, they're making you coffee. Right. <laughs> and then except if it's just being one barista, it's like you lose 15,000 baristas, right? And they, I mean, they're not all the same kind of connection, but the ones that really hit home and you're just like, fuck, what am I going to do? And, and then right. you're like, like it's just hard it's you don't realize how much of your life and your soul you put into it until you almost lose it and I guess in your case when you did right and that's twice and it's I'm (sighs) still having people that you know it's people that I don't deal with on a daily basis and then I'll come across their page and be like oh my god there she is you know like quick follow and then you know, I've had people that were like, you unfollowed me and you, you know, unfriended me. And then it starts drama. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like, I just lost my page. I did it. You know? yeah. <laughs> like, oh, no, God. Yeah. Too. And, oh. You didn't, and you didn't do that. And this and that. And it's like, 
like I don't know about other people, but like I'm an Aussie, so I simplify shit. It's like yes, don't be a and we'll be all right. Like you know, <laughs> don't be a piece of shit. Don't be a cunt. Don't fuck me around, and then shit's cool. You know, like I'm I'm bad at holding grudges. I know I know I'm part Italian. I know I'm really bad at being part Italian, but seriously, like life is too short and. You know, if if you're looking for drama in the foot community, you you just got to turn the page because there's plenty of it. But you know, if you keep turning and if you work at your own style and your own ethos, then yeah, it's you you eventually find your niche. And you know, I'm I am beyond grateful I've found you guys. So cheers, love. So, you're a bit, you're a bit so for for the people that haven't, you know, that are just now learning about you. What kind of content do you put on your page? I mean, you're wearing nylons now um, and heels, but what's what's your favorite to post? Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> ah, what kind of content don't I put on my page, Eddie? Like, um, you know what? Like, I'm, I'm – here we go. Here's my hippie side coming out. I'm such a typical Aquarius, right? Because it's like I have the attention span of a goldfish – um, so you know, I, and because I'm so curious about things, like I will, I'll go down new niches, like, you know, I'll try, you know, JOIs or doming or I'll try, you know, cast fetishes, or I did some shibari with Ash, um, you know, or I've done some, some, you know, girl on girl stuff with another friend and yeah, it's, it's kind of like whatever resources or whatever is around, you know, I will kind of put my own take on that and you know build into that like I had no idea what splashing was or wham wet and messy fetish and you know next minute someone's talking to me about it and all of a sudden I've got like this big ass fucking huge crystal bowl full of blue jelly and I tell you what you've never felt fear like you have until you're driving this huge crystal bowl in your passenger seat of your car and you have to <laughs> there's a red light and you're like ah, fuck, and you're like trying to protect it while you're driving like you know the shit you do for the foot pages <laughs> like, I've never sweated bullets like I have with that fully wait so so really quick question what is splashing is it the same as wham wet and messy or is that something yeah, different yeah, so, no it turns out it's the same thing so sploshy wet and messy um, yeah splashing is the older term and actually seemingly the more common term in, in Britain I've seen the English still call it splashing I think the Americans darling you know okay all right splashing or I've also heard splooshing 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 I've heard splooshing I have maybe yeah. maybe that's more northern England I don't know or Scandinavia sounds like something else <laughs> I but I thought splooshing I... was like ejaculating I thought it was squirting yeah. or something no, that, like that no that's, that's, that's what that's I thought that's splooge not sploosh what? Oh God! Oh gosh! <laughs> um, we need like a glossary and shit. <laughs> well, yeah, we we sort yeah, of that's why one. that custom failed. L. <laughs> speaking of wet and messy, um, do you remember the you had done? It was a beer set, <gasps> and you did it right around the same time as the ice cream sundae set. And I was so inspired. I I decided to do some um some little photo edits for you and we came up with basically like a a three panel comic of the Swedish chef as portrayed by Elle doing food at her feet. What? We have to find this and and repost it somewhere. Oh god yes in the promotion for this episode we're gonna dig that out and repost it. We'll find I mean, you're, it. You're forgetting that uh, my friendship with Elle is pretty new here. So I um, you know any any year I'm behind. Like ooh, oop the chicken. And then and then you the chicken. Hashtag oop the chicken. chicken or dust beer or David pours a beer on the moose. Like, yeah, you Swedish chef that whole fucking thing. And then I didn't notice that you put that like the little oop the chicken on the fucking on my promo shots. And then you got people to share the promo shots. So then I was like going through other profiles and they're like, oh, follow the Chinese tippy taps, oop the chicken. And I was like, that motherfucker, I have so much respect for that. That's amazing. <laughs> Like, you trolling bastard. I can't believe you, but it worked. Right. You suddenly for a week trended on hashtag oofter chicken. <laughs> oh, good God. 
<laughs> and I loved every minute of it. <laughs> Jeez. I'm a little bit jealous right now. Dude, that's that's honestly one of the reasons why I do this thing. Like people are like, oh, I'm so ashamed of my fetish. I'm so blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, it's weird. And I'm like, mate, try me. Like, I'm into a lot of weird, funny shit. Like, you know, and that that was a good one. I, you know. And yeah. Elle, are you pretty open with your fetish, like in your real life? Um, I mean, okay, well, okay, let's let's back it up just a little bit. So is it an actual fetish for you now? Or like, could you date somebody that doesn't have anything to do with feet? Um, yes, I could, because it would depend on the person. Um, honestly, to me, the fetishism thing isn't a deal breaker. I think what would be more of a deal breaker was if they weren't open to trying new things or and that's not to say like you know you've got to be suspended by your ankles from the ceiling or some shit like that you know it's right. of for me what makes a person attractive is is an open mindset and a willingness I guess it ties into the whole vulnerability thing and you know how present you are with your partner and, and the quality of the relationship and the caliber of the relationship and the person that goes with that so um, is it's 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 you having this is you being a fetish model is that something that you share with, you know, friends or family or new friends? Like if you met. Actually, um, it is because I'm, for me, I don't, look, life's way too short. Um, you know, I've, I feel like the more of myself that I hide, you know, the less, the less likely I am to attract the right people that I want in my life. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, all of my friends know my, you know, the family members that I do keep in contact with know, like there was one day where I actually did um, a three-day shoot in my aunt's bathtub <laughs> and like nice. I rocked up at her house. Yeah, I've, I've like rocked up at her house and, and she knows what I do and she's like, oh, here she is. Here's the porn star, and, you know, we're having a laugh. <laughs> and I'm like, give me your feet. Let me look at her. I'm like, oh, you've got some nice legs, you know, and and she's like, what, do you want me to call your cousins? And they can come help you out with what you're doing. My cousins are like horrified because they're late teens. They're like, no, 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 no. But, you know, like, <laughs> they're actually really, really open with it, you know. But it's, you know, and same with my friends because I just don't like hiding things from them. So when I started doing this, um, I don't have kids of my own, but I have about four godchildren despite not being really religious at all. Um, and so I phone them up and I'm like, hey, how's it going? And I'm like, so... uh. I did this thing and they're like what have you done you know because they know me and I'm like so I'll understand if you want me to no longer be godparent to your child but I kind of started a foot fetish page they're like oh my fucking god what and I'm like yeah bro I did it I did it because <laughs> they know it's me and I'm not going to do anything shady or seedy about it. they're like oh yeah that's that's just a you thing you know that's just so that's just the kind of shit that you would do and I'm like yeah pretty much so but for me, it's it's a relief in not hiding shit, you know? Like, even I, I live with my best friend, um, <laughs> and he's um, he's a really, really lovely guy, and he's a lot more um, introverted than I am. And I think Top Toes, it was for that, it was for that Snow White shoot that I did with Disney princesses where I had the caution tape and an apple, and it was just as COVID had hit. Um and I said to my friend, because I was, I was busy doing stuff, and I was like, oh, hey, can you, like, pick me up an apple, some caution tape, and a mask? And he looked at me, and he's like, what do you want that for? And I looked at him, I just looked at him, and he's like, you know what, I'm not going to ask. He's like, I'm not even going to ask. I don't want to know. Don't tell me. And I'm like, thank you, darling. Kisses. Mom. You know, like, and. At least like, it wasn't rope, duct tape, and a hacksaw, you know? Right, yeah. And some bleach. It was a what? <laughs> he said at least it wasn't some pro duct tape and a hacksaw (laughs) I mean I have all that too but (laughs) (laughs) you already had that he didn't need to go get it (laughs) (laughs) you've got to keep it fresh keep it yeah you know I think I think having my mates be so supportive and understanding of it is um you know it's it's been a blessing for me because you know, I kind of haven't, my life changed drastically about two years ago with everything happening. And then, you know, I mean, I'm not one of the models that's like raking it in big time 
and I kind of do it more because I'm passionate about it rather than, you know, because I'm, as I mentioned, I'm passionate about the connections with people and, you know, learning about fetishism um, because you've always got that curious therapist mind of going, oh, let's unpack this. What's this? What's that? Um, But it's so much fun. I mean, it's just so much fun sometimes. I yeah, and the stories that you'll have to tell with people, like you know, it's, <laughs> like I remember when Ash was first coming over to my house, right? And and my best mate's like, "So you want people to come over to your house and tie you up?" And I'm like, "Yes." <laughs> you know, he's like, "I don't want you to be alone for this." And I'm like, "Oh no, no, no! I'll I'll have one of my friends with me, and there'll be two people that I don't know." He's like, "What if they murder you in your own home and you're tied up?" You know. It's, and it's like shit like that. And I mean, with everything, there is a risk, you know, there is a risk with everything that you do. But at the same time, I feel like, you know, by taking calculated risks and, you know, by, by pushing your own boundaries, you're able to learn a lot about not just yourself, but a way about the way that people work in general and, you know, what it is well, that we do to build up a life. One of the, one of the things that several of the um, girls that um, offer sessions, uh, one of the things that they always say is follow your gut. Like yeah. if inside something feels funny, just don't do it. So, yeah. um, you know, if you, if you got a, if you have a smidge of common sense, I think that you, you get that funny feeling and you just shouldn't do it. Like regardless of how much money's in it or what's being offered or whatever, like you just shouldn't. Um, but, but just to be clear, you don't offer sessions. Is that right? Um, at present, no, not, not at the moment at this stage. Um, I don't know. Again, if I had some safety, like I'm very, very picky. Um, and you know, for me, safety and wellbeing is of the utmost importance, utmost importance. There we go. Got it in the end. (laughs) I knew you could do it. Baby step, baby step. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know because I don't, I don't want to go somewhere where there could be a risk to me. And I don't want to go and have people in my house who could then create a risk of being here and then knowing where I live. Right. Um, so for me, it's, it's a personal safety thing. Like if I had other models that I was close with in Brisbane that, you know, it was like a kind of, something where we can look out for one another or whatnot or you know or if I'd known the client really really well that wouldn't be an issue but just in general until the rapport's been built um yeah I'm I'm pretty pretty much locked down with that right so so if there were sessions there'd be a very long vetting process and yeah like for me I I I don't know that I would mind doing like photography sessions or meeting other um you know models from and I I lose I use the term model loosely right I just but um other women on Instagram um or you know where Twitter wherever whatever platform they um produce content on I think I would be okay you know doing that it's just so far of all the photographers that have I mean with COVID aside right all the yeah. photographers that have asked to meet, they all seem kind of shady. And yes. it's almost like, well, what are we exchanging exactly, you know? Or, you know, mm-hmm. I, you know, it's just always just kind of shady. So I don't, that's not, not something that I do or offer. But I'm not above, uh, you know, meeting a really cool person and getting to know them and building a connection with them. And then, you know, maybe doing something like that. But for me personally, it, it would take such a long time. Like my yes. vetting process is so. It's like, okay, mine. I'm getting copies of your license, your Medicare number, give me your blood sample. I'm going to need to know where you were the last three days. <laughs> Do you have any concealed weapons? <laughs> like, you know, a whole bunch of shit. Yeah. Because, I mean, I think, I think as well, you know, it's, it's so fucking hard because people want to devalue you just because you're an online sex worker or because you're a sex worker, you know, and right. people that as an excuse to treat you like shit because, you know, it's, it's a profession that's looked down on when really it actually takes a lot of skill, time and effort. You know, if you want to, if you really want to build it and be in it for longevity and because you're genuine about it, it's, it's actually, it takes a lot. 
it takes a lot to do. Um, yes, I agree. Yeah. And then what, what you were just saying about, you know, it's like the amount of times I have people, mostly men messaging me, okay, let's face it, it's all been men at this stage, but they're not all men because eventually it'll be a woman. But anyway, you know what I mean? Like, um, it's, it's like, you know, oh, hey, you've got really great photos. Can I take some of you sometime? And it's like, well, what the fuck for? You know, oh, I'm building my own OnlyFans. Or, so you want to take photos of me, my content, and then you want me to teach you how to take photos so that you can then put them on your website and sell them and make money. Like, <laughs> um, it's called go fuck yourself. Like, you know, <laughs> and, then, and then the bullshit that comes up with it, you know, the gaslighting, or, oh, I didn't mean it like that. I forgot. And the level of exploitation that comes with it is it's just like, fuck, you know, do you think that I'm literally that dumb that like, I, I don't know. It's like everything that you do in this job is, is a push on your boundaries and a push that if you're not backing yourself, it, it will take you down. So it's, it's hard. And we're back from, sorry, we forgot to tell you we were going to take that little break, but sometimes stuff happens. Um, you know, it's, it's been random. It's been just uh, a great conversation. Um, you know, so there was like a lot of dancing around the, do you consider yourself a foot fetish? I think the question that was asked of you was, um, you know, is the foot thing a deal breaker for you? But I think I, you know, you're just a person of a great deal many kinks or maybe just a connoisseur of kink as a whole it's kind of what i think of you i, I almost feel like your fetish is finding other people's fetishes yes <laughs> well at least he didn't call you fetish adhd or <laughs> what did you call me what did you call me oh Tom? yes yes you're uh you're kink add because That's every time we is. end up with it hasn't happened this time because every time we end up with bringing someone on the show who has a, a, a different kink that you haven't experienced, you're always like, I want to try that now. I want to do that. <laughs> well, of course. How and I want to do did, casting. <laughs> we we did say way. at the party. I break my ankle. <laughs> that, you, you look like you're about to. Saturday night. Um, do it. At Saturday night at the party, I did get to say that you, we did three episodes on tickling or tied and tickled, you know, that related to tickling. And you uh, wanted to to get involved in being a tickle top. And I completely and accidentally beat you to the punch. Uh, so I'm just... I'm <laughs> you totally did. You totally did, you bastard. <laughs> Wait, what yeah. do you do? Um, well, I... So I, we talk about how I hate tickling, right? I do not like to be tickled. I It just... I don't know what it is. It just... It just bothers my skin. It makes me cringe. It pisses me off. I don't like it. Um, and but I think that I like tickling. It's not that I want somebody else to have that same ilk, you know, disgusting feeling that I get when I'm tickled. Uh, but I just, you know, I, I think I want to control somebody with tickling. Exactly. Yeah. And so I did get my husband to agree uh, to let me uh, tor tickle torture him a bit. Um, but he did tell me that I was going to have to tie him up because he would just, and he's yes. super strong. So he said he would just kick me like, and not want to, which is, uh, you know, last night, uh, Susan, uh, Miss Murda was saying that she um gets violent when she's tickled like she kicks and thrashes and like you know and I think that's how I am because the slightest tickle and my foot's already like bam you know like already like <laughs> trying to like kick the shit out of his wrist or whatever yeah, um so I've I've found myself a a ticklee who as you saw uh, at the party can stand being tickled for a few hours without me getting injured <laughs> right she was getting pretty damn squirmy towards the end there though i yeah. there was like like you so had I've, to hold her ankle down pretty tight there so. <laughs> i 
and that's what's I, really I found, cool. See, I enjoyed that. I like and that. I, I like found all of a sudden that. that I enjoyed it. I just discovered a new finish. Oh, look. But <laughs> it was the one you wanted to explore, and I didn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, L, what are the ones that you've, as you've gone through this great journey, what are the ones that are, that, that pop into your head that are like, ooh, that one I found interesting accidentally? Yeah, look, I actually kind of like them for all, I don't know, each one that I've found them that's been different has kind of had different different reasons that I've enjoyed it for. Like when I did the tickling, like it was with a with a with one of my female friends and same, same thing as you guys, you know, I had to be tied down because I literally said, I will kick you in the fucking face and it's going to be shit, you know? And <laughs> like, it's just that's a whole another fetish. I'm like look mate one of the first ever customs I did was like injury porn but at the same time I do not want to do that to you because I love you you know I hit under your porch because I love you um (laughs) I don't want to fuck up your pretty face I just want to do this custom for the client and then you know but it's like I can't I can't just go and do a custom like you know and just not think about I'm like what is going to make this fun and enjoyable for me what's going to get me into it what's going to help me learn about it and so, you know, it, the client was like, oh, I want X many minutes. And I was like, yeah, all right, cool, cool. And instead we ended up doing like 20 minutes and, and she was like trying a whole bunch of things on me. Like the, um, what's the reflex where you, it's like, shit, I've forgotten the name of it, but it's the reflex that they try right in the middle of your foot to check that you don't have nerve damage. Um, oh, there's, there's a, a friend of mine will kill me for not remembering like this. On, like, like in the like on your sole like at the arch or you're talking about the top of your foot oh are you sorry l are you asking for the name of the device you use no 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 um it's an actual reflex they've named it after someone that you can test and it like if you have a flinch reaction then you're okay um if you don't have a flinch reaction shit's probably not going to work out for you but um but yeah, like there, there was a tickle session that I did with this female friend or a couple tickle sessions actually. And we got into it so much that we just lost track of time. And cause we did a bunch of ones with her tickling me with different things. So we tried like, you know, feathers, fingers, we tried, you know, the point of scissors that, you know, wasn't going to injure us and, and a whole bunch of other things. And then eventually the client was like, all right, now I want you to tickle her. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, Susan was so talking fun. about like the, the, the power exchange of it is really cool. She was saying, because you get to like have revenge. That's exactly it. And it, and it's funny because like, she, you could tell she was having way too much fun tickling me and in the middle of it, you know, like while I'm yelling insults and we're cracking jokes and, you know, I think I actually, we started telling kangaroo jokes at one stage. Cause that's just what we do. Um, but it was like, I don't, I don't know. We don't, we don't ask or explain. We just roll with it. But yeah, it was, it was actually a lot of fun kind of getting a bit of revenge and watching her go, oh no, oh no, oh no. And you're like, yes, I have the power now. So that was, that was pretty cool. Um, yeah. Or even, even when, when I did the Shibari with Ash, um, Ash and Misty, his partner, you know, for me, it was, you know, the conversation wasn't even, you know, fetish based. It was like, I was really, I was really interested in watching just how detailed it was. And, you know, it's almost like watching when Ash ties knots and because, I mean, obviously you guys have seen how beautiful his work is. It's mm-hmm. almost like he just kind of zones out and then you zone into that calm energy of just watching him tie, tie his artwork and then making something beautiful. And, you know, it was, it was I guess in my case, you know, literally the way it brought people together, you know, like literally and figuratively, you know, I'd, I'd never been tied to two other women before, but what can I say? It was 2020, man. Some shit happened. <laughs> Some shit went down in 2020. You know, had, had strangers over at my house and let them tie me up to their girlfriends. It was great. Wow. <laughs> five out of five. Would do again. Only because I trusted him. Um, but yeah, and, and it was kind of funny because, you know, it wasn't even a sexual thing necessarily, but it was really cool to share the art and the connection and to learn about people like, you know, that, that was what made it so awesome because I think so many people are like, Oh, that's kinky or that's better. Or, you know, we kink shame and we don't understand something. Whereas, you know, right. I find that when I get involved in it and when I learn about it, that's where, 
that's where you've got a chance to open up and explore and, and to kind of, you know, grow your knowledge and connect more. Anyway, that's my two cents. <laughs> I, uh, I've, I've never had any type of rope play. I know Top Toast uh, enjoys it, um, mm. but it's one of the ones that I was like, I'm going to be tied up. And then I was like, I want to tie people up. <laughs> hey, man. What are you doing Saturday? Can we teleport? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. yeah Problem um, with you be- distance. We, we need teleportation now. That's it. so is awful. Terrible. Yeah, like, it really is. Especially since we've, we're coming out of, coming through now more than a year of just this isolation. You know, mm-hmm. I think the universe deserves to hand us teleportation when COVID's over, just so that we can <laughs> yeah. go see to everyone and everything. It. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Or yeah. the airlines just need to say everything's free for three months. Go do what you want. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> Bitch, you can't yeah, even get free peanuts anymore. <laughs> you know what? And this is this is me. I'm gonna be a shithead here. It's like, it's like you know, what if what if the worst part of teleportation is like the dude that that slides up in your DMs with a dick pic? You know, you're going to make turns. Oh, some fuck stain is there with his dick out, and you're like, can you get the fuck out of my lounge room, mate? Like, oh god. <laughs> yeah we definitely need a style of teleportation where you have to accept on the other on your pad they can't just show up gotcha. they have to ring you and then you mm-hmm. have to tell them your coordinates and then oh, they for can sure. for sure yeah so now now our imaginary teleportation we're creating imaginary rules for it's great <laughs> Somebody work on this. Fucking control freaks over here making rules for people. (laughs) Hypothetical rules for hypothetical (laughs) shit. Oh, God. Uh, So what kind of, what's your favorite content to make? To make? To create. To create, yeah. What do I enjoy creating? Honestly, um, I haven't done it in a while, but... The content that I make with with a friend is always fun because you've got someone there to bounce off. You know, it's like, and it sounds really bad. Um, top top toes will will know this quite well of me, but I'm fucking talented at staying in my own head. Um, and so when you're doing like as an example a JOI or you know when you're narrating uh, Soul's Hypnotism or something like that, you know, depending on the on the client. You're always like, fuck, is this what they want? Am I doing a good job? Is it okay? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and I think I think it's something that every every worker goes through, but we don't really talk about it that much because it's like, you know, well, the ones like, that care. Yeah. You know, there, there really are some that are like, I don't fucking care if that's what you ask for, this is what you're getting, and then they get blocked. I mean, there's really those are yeah, that does so the ones that care those of us that care uh you know we worry about that kind of stuff all the time for sure yeah and especially like when you've heard of someone getting exploited you know I don't know about you guys like I'm guessing that you'd be the same but it's almost like this mama bear instinct comes out and you're like who the fuck did that do you tell me that name right now and I'll fucking like I, I've even got given away free stuff when I hear that somebody gets ripped off. Yes. I'm like, oh, the poor guy, here you go. Like, I know this is not what you wanted, but. You know, yeah. like, <laughs> I do the same thing. And yeah. Like, at, at the moment, because I've, I've had some shit go down and I haven't been able to create customs as, as quickly as I've wanted, you know, and I've genuinely felt bad for the people because, you know, face it you know when we when we have empathy for our clients it takes guts to approach a sex worker whether they're in person or in line or for what you know not everyone is someone who's going to be like hey baby you know like a lot of people internalize this and they're coming to you because they feel like they're coming to you get it (laughs) never mind Ah. (laughs) (laughs) you're so funny that was fucking shit but they're like they're they're approaching you shall we say because they feel like number one they have a connection to you and number two they it's like you know they're unable to explore this somewhere else and so 
and they're trusting you absolutely trusting you with yeah absolutely yeah like you know 90 90 of the relationship that i will have with a client and when i say relationship it's not like you know a partner relationship it's you know it's it's, yeah yeah, it's it's rapport building it's respect it's it's trust you know but that to me is what makes good content um and you know and when people are there was one client who wanted me to do Findom and I'd not done Findom. And at the same time, you know, I'm with my background as a therapist, like I'm well aware that, you know, absolutely financially decimating someone is going to fuck them up. Like, you know, I'm not going to go so far as to be like, all right, that's it. Remortgage your house. Da, 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 da. And, you know, I understand that that works for some people, but, you know, ethically, I just couldn't, I couldn't sleep at night if I had to do something like that. So I just don't. So I will set limits and boundaries. Um, and I think it, I think it was you, Annie, who at one stage, maybe, maybe I was wrong, but someone, someone said they had to stop someone from spending. And yeah, really, we did. We, um, we had a, a conversation recently um, about uh, financial domination and doing it responsibly. Um, yes. which means, you know, I'm usually what I do is I ask for their bank statements and I ask for their, for their budget. Like, so I look at their bank statements and they can blur out all the personal stuff, the accounts, the social security, the name, whatever. And I look to see where they're spending their money. Right. And then it shows you deposits, balances, withdrawals, whatever. And so then I create sort of a budget. Uh, and then I say, okay, well, you pay this towards your house and your mortgage and your groceries, and I'm going to be generous and give you this much for your breakfast or whatever coffee and the rest is mine. And I'm going to tell you every day how to spend it. Right. Because their, their plan is they don't want you to be like, oh, okay, you have a hundred extra dollars. They give me the whole hundred right now. Right. No, there's gotta be some fun and, you know. They have to get something out of it too. So, you know, like some days I'll say for every message that you send me, you're going to send me five bucks. And so, so then they send, you know, however much they want to communicate and however much they want to spend. So it's a little bit, you know, under their control, you know, and then depending on how they behave, then you, you increase the amount or you decrease it, or, you know, you have an orgasm fee or whatever, Um, but I do it responsibly because, you know, I, I, you can't completely fuck somebody over like this. Like, I don't want somebody to spend all of their grocery money and then, or get evicted the following month. And so you you really have to do it responsibly. You can't, um, I, I I just think it's really irresponsible if you don't, I don't, I think it's, you're right. Ethically, you have to. Yeah, set a limit it. and and know when to cut people off. So I, yeah, I did tell you that yes. I had um, somebody just kept, you know, buying me stuff and ordering custom after custom after custom and wanted to video chat, you know, which is not something that I offer regularly, but this is somebody that I trusted mm-hmm. and he was having problems in his personal life and it was an addiction and, and actually top toes. You and I talked about it at some point. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the story. Because yeah, because what ended up happening is I cut him off and I was like, look, like handle your shit and then come talk to me because I can't, you know, be responsible for this. I can't hear about all of the shit problems that you've caused because you keep giving me your money, you know. And so I cut him off. And then what happened? He went somewhere else. And then this person completely ripped him off. And he mm-hmm. showed me of a couple of the videos that he had gotten in return. And it was clearly like, I did it was a poor quality. It wasn't what he wanted. He, it was like a voiceover. Like she took some video and that was for somebody else and like re-recorded. It was just really crappy shit. And then didn't even give him the last couple of videos. And he was like, you see what happens to me when you cut, you know, when you cut me off. And so I had to make a choice. Like, it's like a drug addict. Like, do you sell mm. him the good quality? Like, you know, shit or do you send him off to that crackhead up the street that's gonna cut everything with yeah. rat poison and you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you're you're <laughs> almost like handling the drug addict by being the person with the clean needles. 
exactly. The third option is you take their hand and you walk them to rehab. You just go, it's all right. I'm going to support you through this now so you can live a better life. (laughs) (laughs) I want you to be happy. Yeah. 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 I, I've definitely weaned this person off of me. Uh, he's still around. Uh, but I, I also became a little bit of a therapist at the risk of giving bad advice. I, you know, <laughs> like I encouraged him, you know, in his relationship and how he could have me in small doses, but enjoy her. And, you know, so there was hmm. a lot of hand holding and, but yeah, but I still, I was like, do not like if you're really feeling this much do not go back to another person and it wasn't because I wanted him to spend all his money on me it was because I knew he would get ripped off he was going because he was he comes across as so like you know desperate and so he wants it so fast that he doesn't do any vetting himself so he's going to all these places that are not trustworthy and like probably men doing you know like for sure there was one video that was a man and it was I mean yeah so you know, I have to kind of take ownership over him a little bit because he couldn't control himself. So, mm-hmm. but, uh, but yeah, that could have gone bad real quick, real fast, because I'm sure if I would have offered more, he would have like sold whatever the fuck he could in his house to get, you know, to get it. So, mm. uh, <clears throat> yeah, but yeah, such is life. <laughs> Hashtag ethics. Hashtag <laughs> So I really admire that about you. I love that, you know, you have a sense of responsibility and empathy and yeah, that's admirable, especially if it's so hard. There are thousands and thousands of women that do this and a lot of them are not up to par. So yeah. And it's, and it's hard because I don't know about you, but for me, maybe it's because I'm still really new to this, but I feel a sense of being really disposable. Um, and I don't know, maybe it's, maybe it's part of the existential crisis or maybe it's because the market's flooded with COVID or whatever, but it's like, it's so hard to find, um, your own niche and your own feet because there's so much stuff out there. And then when yeah. you do, it's like you've literally created your own brand, your own whatever. And then when you don't get, you know, the return on investment or when it goes quiet for a couple of months or however long, or if you have a downturn in your content creation. I don't know about you, but it's like, for me, I take it really personally on myself. It's like, what am I doing wrong? What could I do better? So it's, it's hard because I think about it a lot. And, you know, sometimes you kind of don't have the answers and sometimes it's just, you know, natural, a natural downturn in things. But yeah, it's, it's, you know, if there's one thing that, it's like I would rather be ethical about what I'm doing so that I can sleep at night than people off just for the sake of just for the sake of you know having content or an income you know it's I when I do things it's you have you have the luxury to we all do we're all we're all part-timers where this is not our major source of income so you have the luxury of keeping it to a point that you can sleep at night because you're not counting on this income. Um, right. Yeah. And I, well, I maybe that's to, what the problem is. I hate that, to you apply know. the reverse that if this is what you choose to do as your primary source of income, then suddenly maybe the ethics goes out the window. I don't know that mm-hmm. that's true. I think yes, people. Fairly. Because this has actually become my main source of income um, for the last couple of months. And for me, it's like, I would still feel like a piece of shit if someone else lost having a roof over their head while I had. So that you could have one. Yeah. You know, and I think. It's just because you're a good person. That's why. (laughs) Because you're a good person. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's 50. Thanks. But, and. And I guess that's part of it as well. Like, you know, when I do my Dom content, because um, some people will really want me to go hard. And they're like, you know, I'll be like, was that okay? Did that work? Like, one of the big things for me is like, you know, I'm not just going to buy it. You know, I'm not just going to make a custom for someone where I'm screaming a whole bunch of nasty mean girl shit at them. Like, I'm going to be like, well, all right, what's your trigger points? What's your safe word? What, what's too much for you what's not enough where's the sweet spot you know and then afterwards once you produce that content 
for me, like I don't feel right if I've issued content like that, if I haven't checked in on them. Um, so one of, one of the people that I will do DOM content for, um, you know, I will do aftercare and I'll be like, you know, was this okay? Did this work well for you? Was there anything that came up? So you're kind of providing a bit of a debrief. And I mean, you know, it's, yeah, it's cause not- you could really fuck somebody up. Cause you could say that one thing that, yes. you know, somebody who abused them as a child used to say, and all of a sudden that video is no longer pleasurable. It's, they're yes. an absolute mess. Yeah. It's re-triggered them. And, you know, mm-hmm. part of me previously being a trauma therapist was, you know, you look at all this shit that goes down. And I mean, you know, a lot of what I do is unpaid work, but at the same time, it's quality and it's making sure the person's okay. Um, you know, it's because it's, at the end of the day, like, yeah, you're making content, but you're also affecting another person with what you do. And we don't realize the level of vulnerability that's involved. And I think, I think that's one of the reasons why people get so defensive and aggressive towards sex workers is because it's like, they've come to you with all this vulnerability that they don't understand or necessarily know what to do with. And then if you reject in any way, or, you know, even if it's like, I don't want this dick pic, fuck you, you know, it's like, that's when you <laughs> fuck you, you slut, you whore, you bitch, I'll fuck your mother, rah, 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 all that kind of shit, you know? And it's like, okay, I get it. I get it. You have a fragile ego, but maybe just calm the fuck down for a second. Like, right. I don't know. Maybe if they had asked politely, then I would have said, sure, send it, you know? And then it's like, I don't want to see that. Oh, okay. Send another one. Okay. Now you're blocked. (laughs) I'm just like, bitch, what's wrong with you? (laughs) So so everyone in the audience knows Elle has a two dick pic limit. I will fuck you up if you keep doing that shit. (laughs) Like, no, I literally, what? Like, oh God, I don't give a shit. I just, Yeah. I mean, if it's someone that I care about or whatever, or but it's like, don't, for me, there is no difference to sending someone an unsolicited dick pic than there is to going up and flashing some random in the street. That was the same thing. It's exactly the same thing. It's literally cyber assault, which is punishable by law in some countries. Um, And, uh, you know, as someone who has survived sexual assault at the same time I don't feel right in not pulling people up when they do stuff like that you know I won't I won't necessarily be like oh fuck you this is bullshit because people don't understand and a lot of people are like oh what why don't you want to see this or some people genuinely don't understand because it's like we've grown up in such a toxic culture where it's like bam dick in your face is a normal thing mm-hmm. and it's it's fucked that it's that way but at the same time you know there have been occasions where I've actually explained to someone why it's such a shitty fucked up thing to do and they've actually they're ashamed said, yeah it's it's not even not even a shame it's it's because you know shame is a really toxic thing that will stunt growth but at the same time you know I think it's important that we understand the effects that doing something like that will have on someone you know it's like just because you're sitting there with your hand around your dick at 2am and, you know, it doesn't mean that I'm there doing the same thing, you know, because I don't have a dick. But anyway. Um, <laughs> I would hope not. Hashtag OnlyFans, no. Join her OnlyFans and find out. <laughs> All right. I, I hate to say this, but it's this we've gone very long and we still really haven't gone through uh, this conversation could go on forever i we we all know it can yeah but we got to cut it somewhere because people like to listen on their commute and uh currently they're driving 700 miles to listen to this episode (laughs) (laughs) i'll uh, I'll see you when you make it to australia then i'll be your new manager So, where can our listeners find you? They can find me um, on Instagram, on my OnlyFans. The paid one is updated far more often. Um, I'm about to launch into some video sites like Clips for Sale and stuff like that. They're not up just yet, but they will be shortly. Um, did I mention Twitter? Twitter. Uh, no. What's your handle on yet? Twitter? 
think it's like tiniest tippy tap or something like that. I don't, I'm still figuring out Twitter. Hey, it, but it seems less volatile than Instagram. So eventually I'm going to move a whole bunch of my stuff over that way. But yeah, I think, I think they're the main places, but you know, if, if it's easier for people go to my Instagram, click on my link tree and then everything will be in there. Well, or, we're going to add to our um, website and click on the show links where we'll have them all spelled correctly. Right. Yeah. We'll, we'll link, we'll add all of your links to our show links and our YouTube oh. channel. Yeah. Oh, thanks. People will find you. What? I said people will find you. Absolutely. Come find me. You've been fantastic. Thank you so much for spending this much time with us. I could listen to you talk all day. (laughs) Hey, it's mutual. I'm just, honestly, I'm totally, I totally wasn't expecting this. I'm actually a little bit stoked and, you know, I, I don't, I'm actually I was really really shy and I was like oh shit what I don't I don't want to disappoint them all but then it's like you know you guys are just rad as to chat to so thank you I really appreciate this opportunity it's it's lovely to chat to friends we thank you and we thank all of our listeners and our viewers and and as always for those for those of you masturbating to our voices or Elle's (laughs) or Annie's feet right now you're welcome very welcome. <laughs> Molto bene. <laughs> <laughs>